Hello? Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Trust in Messiah. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Rivas. And who, sir, are you? I am the producer, Matt Duncan. Freddie, how are you doing? We're in March now. Spring just around the corner. I'm doing good. Happy to be here. Happy to be podcasting with you. If you are uh, just tuning in for the first time, we are a Raptors slash NBA podcast. We're like hardcore fans and we have analysts and comedians on and performers and basically anyone who's a basketball nut. Uh, so uh, thank you for, for tuning in uh, or for listening again. And mm. um, yeah, Maddie, if people want to like, you know, engage with us further, help us as a podcast, like support yeah. local performers. How can they do that? Well, if you're listening to us right now on your podcatcher, if you could give us a rating, a review, that would be amazing. I know for sure, you know, always with the Apple podcasts, we've been doing this podcast so long. We said rate on iTunes. No one says that anymore. Had to ha. change all the stickers on my, on our website because it said <laughs> iTunes. It was outdated. So if you could do that, that'd be fantastic. If you're listening to it on a browser or if you're on YouTube, just give us a like and a subscribe. You can do a comment. We will get back to you. Uh, thank you for that. And yeah, in our you know Twitter and Instagram, we do have some links set up so that you can get to our Patreon very easy as easily, as well as our podcast network, which is the Sonar Network. So check them out as well. And you know, I know spring's around the corner, but there's nothing like a dewy head. That needs to be covered. We've got toques, folks. Let us know if you need the Confederacy of Dunks toque, and we'll get one right to you. Send us a message. If Kessler uh, Edwards was wearing a toque, maybe Utah wouldn't have dunked on him with both hands. So, <laughs> uh, Matt, uh, you're you're the best. Thanks for going along this ride for me and, and never forgetting about those precious toques. Matt has been through a lot, folks. Like he's <laughs> he's changed the, the 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 clicking of the links and the, and the link tree and the you know the podcasts. A, a lot of back end stuff here, so we appreciate it. Um, uh, yeah, t- today's really fun. We got Alan Shane Lewis from CBC Baking Show and, and a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, we also have uh, Patrick Ronan Stewart, both hilarious both like hardcore Raptors uh, basketball fans and just great guests. And we talk, uh, you know, the progress of precious. Mm -hmm. We talk, uh, you know, uh, the Utah dunk and other like, you know, highlights of the Raptors season. And uh, I also get them to order narratively. What's the most exciting between uh, G state being back uh, Harden and Embiid tandem jaw taking over and the uh, imminent return of kevin porter jr and jamal murray mm-hmm. and um i also uh we riff on the 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 popular game purtle and and what other games we might do uh <laughs> a little bit of foreshadowing matt loves darts <laughs> um, and i ain't talking about sigs okay <laughs> talking about throwing darts it's um, true 
So, uh, yeah, very, very fun pod. And, uh, yeah, I think we're ready to kind of just jump in there. So, Mm. uh, again, thank you all for listening, and please enjoy. Uh, And and I'll say email your city councilors. we got some – and and provincial councilors. we got some big elections coming up. Um, Matt's doing a finger dance. That's uh, that's emailing. Email. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice, (laughs) nice. I was like, I was like, what? Is he doing an Edward Scissorhands? What's going on? Um, Maddie's the greatest. Uh, You're all the greatest for listening. So uh, we really, really appreciate it. It's the funnest part of the week every week. And uh, yeah, with that said, enjoy the pod. Maddie, if you feel like we're good to go, just give me those sweet words. Okay. Okay. Okay, let's get rocking here. I'm very excited for this episode. Two amazing guests. Let's bring on guest number one. Uh, he's done this pod uh, a healthy amount of times, like I, I, may, maybe less than 10. But I think, you know what? I'm, I don't know. Uh, I am clearly guessing. Uh, he's a hilarious improviser, great stand-up, commercial actor, sketch comedian. He's one of the, you know... Probably best like gamesman I know when it comes to uh, the Raptors. Also really good at Fortnite. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Patrick Ronan-Stewart. Hi, everyone. How are you? Oh, a powerful song for a powerful, powerful man. During that whole intro, I'm like, this could be for either me or the other guest. <laughs> I've... So I so I, I was on my toes, but I'm very excited to be here. I love I love doing this podcast, and I love hanging out with my good friend Freddie. How are you, Freddie? I am very good. I'm happy to have you here. And I often do the intros like that, not on purpose, but I do find myself halfway through the intro being like, "What is going on?" I um, love it. Uh, yesterday, I was hosting a folk music show, and I introduced someone as he's the cream of the crop, the, the peas. The corn, the bread, the figs, the whole meal, put your hands together for Cameron Kirk. And that was the intro. And it was like, hey, how's, how's it going? This song's about my dad. <laughs> it's just very like, <laughs> summer. I'm like, all right. Intros are fun. I thought you were going to say Kurt Cameron uh, at the end <laughs> there and um, make some biblical jokes. But uh, I don't uh, do those. Fair enough. Yeah, let's stay away from the Bible. And uh, I never joke about the Bible. Cheers. Cheers. Let's uh, let's bring on guest number two. He's amazing. He's done this pod a million times. Uh, he also rocks, but below the hardwood. Uh, you know him from CBC Baking Show. Uh, you should know him from the dunk off between Sonny Weems and Demar Derozan. He's just an incredible person. Hilarious dude. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone. For Alan Shane Lewis. I love it every time. Just me excited. Um, what's up? How, how you doing? Thanks for coming back. Thank you for having me. I love doing this pod as well. And uh, I too like figs and corn. And uh, give it up for Kirk Cameron. I love Austin. <laughs> <laughs> like I do. I won't make any biblical jokes. I do believe in the rapture, and I won't be making fun of Mr. Cameron. This one, you're left behind. 
We'll, we'll see who's laughing. We'll see who's laughing. Okay, just I read those books. <laughs> I, I really appreciate you completing school. that bit. Um, I read those books refuse to watch those movies. Those Kirk left behind thirty-two yeah. movie Ooh. series. <laughs> a little preachy. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. A little preachy. Those, those a movies. bit preachy. Somehow preachy. longer than trapped not in the closet. <laughs> He's a little bit more preaching. Just a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Let us know what religion this is, sir. <laughs> All right. Let's, so let's start talking about our religion: basketball, Raptors. Maddie, good sir. I know you're back there. Why don't you give me your your loudest, weirdest Raptors sting? <laughs> That is weird. <laughs> I asked for it, right? <laughs> okay, we got weird sound Foley going down here. Uh, Canada laughs. Shout out Dave Foley. <laughs> so sorry, everybody. Uh, okay, let's let's go straight to. Let's go straight to you, Alan. And yeah, just kind of like uh, I'm curious what you think about the, you know, the the precious progress, like what's working for Achua right now? You know, is it temporary? Is this part of like a growth isn't always linear, of course, but um, it seems like he's figuring some things out. Is it as simple as you as nurse said, like he went to the Rising Stars game and just got a bunch of like confidence? Uh, I think it's a couple different things because it's 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 his uh, three point percentage has in, is improved so he's he's improved in that area. But I feel like uh, Nick Nurse has been giving him a longer leash as far as what he can do, and he doesn't feel as mm-hmm. scared to kind of you know I have to put up immediately right away. But there is still an aggressiveness to his game because even if you watched last night, he was taken to the rack a couple of different times, like right into the face of Lamarcus Aldridge. Like he knew that like Lamarcus Aldridge could not keep up with me, and then he plays within that. And if you can do that, you believe in yourself. Guess what happens? You get better different shots when the team starts clicking about you know you're in the corner, you get that three point shot. So I think that's what was going to happen. Things have been working for the Raptors. He kind of found his self within everything. And he doesn't feel like if he messes up, he's going to go off immediately. So he's got to do a million and four things. I still wish that if he grabs a rebound in transition, he would give it to a point guard. But you know what? Baby steps, baby steps, uh, you know, uh, at a time. Certainly baby steps. And I, you know, I've, I've perhaps said this on the pod, but I mean, without actually knowing the full Raptors game plan, I definitely think they headed, they, you know, they went into this year, with this fully like egalitarian idea that was kind of like, Hey, everyone on this team is the same. We all do everything. Shoot. If you're open, dribble the ball up, make a play. And then about like 10 games in or so they were like, okay, let's just revise that a bit. Precious chill. When you bring up the ball, Boucher, don't bring up the ball. (laughs) Birch also don't bring up the ball. Um, And yeah, I think like that's sort of, it's it's almost like uh, you know Precious is so over the top as far as like like you know he just has a, a crazy amount of skills that are not refined and it's like he's he's getting to that part of his game where things are becoming a bit more refined. Actually, on the on William Liu's uh, uh, podcast, uh, the he he was able to interview. Um, oh dear, I'm, bl- I'm blanking out a little bit here. Uh, he was uh, rhymes with thorn. Uh, I'll I'll figure it out in a second. So it's a it's a, ba- a big basketball personality uh, who was <laughs> supremacy. 
What's that? Jason Bourne. <laughs> Jay, it's Jason Bourne. Um, but no, it, it'll come to me in a sec. But what, what I'm trying to say is he was comparing Scotty, of course, to, you know, like Giannis and, um, and, and Kawhi. And it's like, oh my God, this is crazy. But the more specific comparison was precious to Udonis Haslam. And he kind of walked through how Udonis pretty much didn't shoot the ball in four years of college. But when he came into the league, the approach he had was sort of like, hey, you just have to be a really solid, good defender and we'll work in the other parts of your game later. And I feel like we're, we're seeing that a little bit with Precious. Uh, roundabout way to get there. But um, yeah, where, where are you at, uh, Patrick? Like what's what's the Precious progress you notice or, or, or don't notice? Um, I think we should start running ISOs through him. I think every third possession, we should just do ISO on the bit. Like, just yeah. let them cook. 50% usage? 100%. No, 100%. <laughs> um, uh, I think the thing with Precious is that uh, we kind of forget that this is his second year in the league, first year with our system. Uh, he's a young, big guy with a lot of potential, and that usually means there's a lot of mistakes happening and we're seeing these mistakes happen now. I think that we kind of started this year thinking we're going to have a rebuilding year and that's a perfect fit for precious, but we're winning games. So it's not the starting center that we need, but it could be what we are, or that, 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 that we want, but with time and with patience, he could be what we need. Um, the thing that I was thinking about is Robert Williams. Uh, I was thinking about him uh, with the Celtics and how in the past couple of years, he's just been so frustrating to watch. Like he'll do something amazing and then do something super stupid. And I feel like that's what Precious does. But now there's more, but right now there's more stupid than good. So I think it's a waiting to see stupid and good even <laughs> out and maybe good gets more than stupid. Um, I think that the upside for Precious is, huge and the downside is he's a guy we could put on the floor um i it feels a little house money at this point i totally agree it's it's like fully house money and i think yeah sometimes you know when teams are better than you think it's easy to get carried away and be like okay you know so you start to get disappointed at banton or precious or whatever mm -hmm. and it's like we're the we're the youngest team in the nba so yeah it's yeah. All, all the young people developing is like fully house money. You know, Scotty is whatever analogy goes further than house money. Um, <laughs> you know, fat yes. Found money. Does that, does that work? Um, but, but yeah, like just the, the, the draft equity and, and all that kind of stuff is fully just a, like a total gift, particularly when you remind yourself like stuff like that, that precious is in the second season and, if the Raptors lose in the first round, it's kind of part of the trajectory. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I think things are good. Precious getting better. Uh, let's uh, let's move on to question number two here. I was sick with you, Patrick. And um, yeah, so we blew out Brooklyn last night after getting blown out twice. And for anyone listening to this podcast, uh, I'm talking about the the first game uh, in Brooklyn. Uh, when you're listening to this podcast, uh, the doubleheader will be complete. Hopefully we won again and uh, hopefully everything went well at Scotiabank. But um, yeah, the Utah dunk, like it was such a massive dunk. It was two hands. 
Uh, he, he fully crowned the dude uh, whose name I'm also forgetting right now. Uh, but uh, is that the best Raptors highlight of the season? And if not, what is your, you know, like what, what, what's another highlight that comes to mind? Uh, I'm happy that Utah got his soul back. Like, <laughs> yes. like in Dark Souls, when you die, you have to rekindle your soul. And you're like, oh, I'm back to normal. I feel like he did that after the Anthony Edwards dunk. He's a real boy 100%. now. I love it. I love Utah. I feel like he's going to go down in Raptors fans' memories as, like, one of the most beloved ones, like a Jamario Moon type, like a Poppins Abansu. Um, oh man, you just said my 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 favorite phrase right there, man. Postman Sabansu, love that. I love Postman Sabansu. Yeah, I also love that. Like in Russia, he was like the Garnet. It's, it's <laughs> just killing it. Oh yeah, I'm sure he's like, dunking on guys' souls. Uh, he was yeah. a soul collector in Russia. I bet exactly. <laughs> so. uh, but with the Utah dunk, like what I was what what I was thinking about, like top highlights. The first thing that came to mind was just Scotty Barnes's smile. <laughs> That's that. <laughs> That's my top highlight, just his winning smile. And uh, and this wasn't from a player, but I do like how the Raptor made Devin Booker nervous. So <laughs> two highlights, more, more impressive than Utah's nasty slam. I really appreciate you coming in with the the Raptor making uh, Booker nervous. That should never be forgotten. Uh, and, uh, and 100% was a big, big highlight. Uh, what, what about you, Alan? What's your, what's your, what's your like, uh, you know, your highlight of the year for the Raptors? Highlight of the year for the Raptors uh, was the single game that I've been to so far, and it was against the Nets, and it was Scotty Barnes just ripping the ball out of Kevin Durant's hand and then taking yes. it all the way down there. Like, mm-hmm. just picked his pocket, left nothing left there for him. It, it's just so great to see him. I'm just so on the like uh, the Scotty Barnes train. I love it when he has that like breakaway kind of move, and then he looks back at the defender, and then he just dunks it while looking at them. I love it. I don't want him to stop doing it. I hope he doesn't get a taunting call because it's just so much fun, and I hope they don't you know just take out his light, extinguish his light, because I think that's way you want to play basketball. You want to play with competitive edge. You want to play with energy. You want to play just with just just this this raw kind of anger, and I, I think he does it so well, and he plays it so well, and we don't even have to drum up plays for him. The guy just goes out there and instant energy. Affects the defense, affects the offense, and he's just been just the, the best glue guy that you know a Raptor fan can ask for right now. Yeah, he's he's incredible, uh, and you know Scotty, I think like has a healthy amount of his like you know his dunk where he got pushed into the stands uh, comes mm. to mind for me, um, and and yeah, just like he he's had so many ridiculous highlights, and I feel like a moment like that with Durant. If you if if you're not excited about a young prospect, like after a moment that's as crazy as that, I I'm not sure what to tell you because like staring down a great and yanking the ball away from them is what other greats do. So I mean, yeah, it's just it's one of those moments that is just ridiculously exciting. Mine's a pretty specific moment. Fred kind of lost his dribble. I think it might have been against Washington, yeah. but he put it behind his back and like it, it he went full Harlem Globetrotter for like two seconds. And it was one of those moments where like the whole defense was rocked that they kind of were stunned and didn't move. And then he just hit the shot. And it was kind of like it seems like with defenses as good as in the NBA that like moments like that are not possible where everyone just stands still and they're like, are you going to finish me off? Like it was, it was one of those moments where the person was like, all right, you know, 
do you do your babality or you know do do your whatever finishing move on me babality i did go straight to the babality babality either that or when when you go down to reptiles lair it's cool yeah i often like to antifies with babality just turning people into babies and just like (laughs) sucker Totally. Good yeah, luck with object permanence, you piece yeah, of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. You want a sucker like a baby does? Um, I'm a caregiver. Uh, uh, okay, I think uh, I, th- I think we hit some some big moments there. Um, I usually uh, just bring in Matt for for one question, but um, Matt, Matty, I'm curious. Do you, is there a favorite Raptors moment for you too? Sorry, um, that fifth game Dragic played. No, um, (laughs) I would say, boy, what was one of my favorite uh, moments of this year so far? I think, I think the. Oh boy, I don't know, Fred. I put you on the spot. I don't know. Now all I can think about is Dragic. <laughs> Game uh, you know one, Dragic. Maddie, I'll, I'll let it simmer for you. Yeah, let and me come yeah. back to you in the next segment. If something comes to mind, um, but uh, with, with that, you, Maddie, Maddie, you're gonna stay here anyways because we're we're gonna get really silly. So uh, let's uh, let's move to some NBA. Please, good sir, give me your your weirdest, loudest NBA sting. This is Adam Silver. <laughs> Horns are out today. Sorry for anyone in Ottawa hearing this. Yeah, I was going to say, Adam Silver did not know he was part of the conference. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that 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 sting is forever change. We're, we're, we're two for two. I know, that's true. Uh, two pods in a row where every time that sting comes up, people are like, convoy? <laughs> tugboat, though. I do think that's a tugboat. Hong it Kong. is. Yeah, that's true. Not anymore, yeah. you know? Tugboats are canceled now. So. <laughs> no! Yeah, Alan, take that back. Nah, they're fucking done, dude. Tug- yeah. Tugboats are the least nationalist vehicle I can think of. Tugboats Don't are united with everyone. There's, there's no hatred on a tugboat. There's so much hatred now. It's like the most hatred of all the boats. We've been, to, we've been on different tugboats, I guess. I guess so. My wow. hateration tugboat, and you're just, you know, good. I don't know where I was going. I don't know where you're going, Fun but I'm just hanging man. out with old timey Mickey Mouse. This, <laughs> this analogy, uh, I'll take it a bit further. It's the Titanic, and I'm going to be the guy that plays the violin and slowly dies. I want to be Billy Zane. <laughs> you want to be Billy? Zane. I, like, yeah. I like wanting to be the person that like like messes shit up. Listen, women and children first. Not to me. You know what how, I'm saying? How about shotgun the guy that falls into the into the propeller? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, <laughs> poor gentleman. Um, <laughs> poor okay. gentleman. Let's go to you first, Alan. On this one. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know uh, Wordle, I mean, c- uh, congratulations for not being on the internet. Um, and for anyone that doesn't know Purtle, uh, that's okay because that's a step further than Wordle. It is a word, of course, that rhymes with Wordle. Uh, it's it's a trivia game where you have to pick basketball 
players and then kind of navigate from there. It's it's not a spelling thing. It's more so like basketball clues, like division, height, position. It's pretty fun. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's sort of taken the basketball world by storm. And uh, yeah, with that said, uh, I'm just kind of curious. Uh, yeah, starting with, uh, yeah, I think, I think, it, am I starting with you, Alan? Is that what I said? Um, what is like the perfect uh basketball game for you like if you had to introduce some kind of basketball game to the masses what would it be perfect basketball game uh i'm gonna say nba 2k2 just because uh i'm realizing that nostalgia is the only way to defeat the uh, pandemic uh so that game or oh actually no i'll take it back college troops 2k7 i think that's probably the best basketball game (laughs) I know this is probably not the correct answer to this. Hey, uh, it works. <laughs> but listen, uh, pe- people are rolling out Fresh Prince like serious versions. So <laughs> who am I to tell you that you can't bring in some nostalgia here? All right. All right. Can call 2K7 because it was so cool. You could like get a player from like junior and high school, uh, recruit them, go visit them at school, bring them to your school and then make your school into like one of the biggest things. And I used to love taking like a, a random team from Buffalo, New York, and then make them to the uh, bring them to the March Madness uh, finals every single year. And I, I used to take that team and then import those players from the draft class into NBA 2K7. And I just had, <laughs> a, had me a time. I had me a wow. good time that's like that's like the conduct like if you're like an old man that's like designing trains in your basement like that's your version of that oh yeah i could do that for hours without like my loving family you know above me i'm just in the basement there just like hours on hours doing that that's <laughs> that's what brings me joy what's alan doing down there oh i think it's a mixture of he got game and uh an appreciation of upstate new york <laughs> yeah it's a little bit of those those <laughs> yeah yeah i do that stuff too like i like i remember i spent like a week making a lead of all J.R. Smiths. Like, every single player to J.R. Smith in, like, 2K19. For no one. For me, actually. Every single highlight's just like, we just saw a man fly. We just saw another man fly. We just saw yet another man fly. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, Marv Albert's broken! Um... (laughs) Poor Marv. Just all threes and ducks, nothing else. (laughs) What's your, uh, Patrick, what's your um, game either that exists or you're making up or like what what would you introduce or reintroduce like Alan did to the masses? So I'm I'm really into uh, nerdy basketball stuff and I got really into uh, Dungeons and Dragons over the pandemic, too. So I made um, two specifically nerdy basketball games involving random dice spins. Uh, one's, uh, uh, one's like a head... One's like a head-on-head matchup game, where like I'll pick a player and then you'll pick a player, and then uh, and then we'll pick a number between one and how many seasons that player played. Hmm. So like, let's say Shaq, he has like what like twenty seasons or whatever. So we roll between one and twenty, and and uh, uh, and and the number you get is the year of Shaq you get. So like, hmm. you could get. Laker Shack in a one, or you could get like uh, Cavs Shack, and you would lose that matchup. Or like, or like you get Durant, you could have an injury year, which is bad. Or you could have any other of the years. So yeah, so that's one that I thought of. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, and the other one I thought of was a random number between one and uh, between zero and fifty-five, and that's jersey numbers. So you uh, and they see who has the best. 
five-man roster based off their jersey numbers. That's fun. I like that. Yeah. Also, you know, I feel like this is a, is a fine place. I don't know if it's like fully running yet, so I don't want to do like spoilers for you, but that seems like a like a fun idea for your pod, which is all about yeah. drafting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I don't want to. I don't want to spill the beans for you, but um, <laughs> Patrick's Patrick rocks a, a, a pod that's all about drafting. I did it; it was awesome. So hopefully, we get more episodes there. And yeah, that's a that, uh, that would be a great like episode concept for sure. Yeah, I love a uh, fun. I like I love those fun uh, NBA games with all history stuff. That's uh, mm. I can do those for hours. Like mm-hmm. all those Instagram ones. Like you have fifteen dollars to build a team. I will like spend a week on that. <laughs> yeah. Although you wonder what I uh, I saw someone tweet this. You wonder what I don't like is when I'm watching a game and it's like, do you want to play trivia like on the side of my screen? Yeah. Like, you need to get yeah. out of here. Get the fuck out. Like, yeah, I'm gonna snap. And like, I, I like like this, but I don't like this right now. I have my whole thing figured out for the game. Okay. Yeah, like, it's like one quarter of your screen is like, huh? You want to? Yeah, you wanna, I, I, no, I don't. I don't now. like it at all. Like, and it's because I know the NBA is trying to work us all into becoming like bigger gamblers. Fair enough. Do your thing, but also <laughs> leave me alone as well. Um, I have a quick question to sure. um, the the group. I, so, like, as basketball fans, and and I, I assume we all know a lot about basketball. Um, do people ask you like? trivia questions and then get really upset when you don't know the answer like i like um like i was seeing someone and then she did like oh pat i like made this whole trivia game for you like oh cool and every (laughs) single basketball thing i got wrong (laughs) it was like who's the first uh who's the first player in uh in the 2000s to score 40 points and i'm like Kobe and she's like ah Antoine Jameson you should know that I'm like you don't know who Antoine Jameson is <laughs> <laughs> just I, I, this name wrong too <laughs> I, I find that happens the most for me anyways with uh like if it's like shoe related stuff yeah or like mm. they did this at a club type thing <laughs> like I feel like I I found out about like anything related to like Tristan Thompson like not from hardcore <laughs> basketball fans like it's always someone like did you hear what Tristan Thompson did and I'm like oh what I, I think he's been benched for two years straight and then <laughs> and then someone will be like oh well he did this like specific thing in a club and I'm like oh wow that's like pretty rough <laughs> you know what I mean like because I, I never know what like 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 what my take should be besides like oh yeah that seems not nice yeah no tristan um, tristan thompson cheats like he averages a double double like a yes. 60 point double double like he's out yeah. there i'm like buddy the way you act and the way you move i'm like yeah you gotta up your percentages yeah. in a lot of different ways to feel comfortable to do that like i don't understand this guy's kind of mentality a lot of the times <laughs> it's like wow tristan thompson caught cheating at the uh at the panama games um <laughs> he was playing for canada Okay, I don't know. That, that analogy <laughs> fell apart. I'm so sorry for everyone that he's hurt. Okay. Um, who is next here? Was it... Uh, was it? Oh, uh, can, I, can I just give a real game now? I realized what the game was. Sure. <laughs> the one we played on the pod, I wish I, I could finish editing it, but it was uh, whose lineup is it anyways? And it's basically looking at NBA players' lineups and hair and oh, yeah. guessing who the oh. player was. <laughs> yeah. It was Yo, a actually, lot of with- blood. Like with uh, with the, uh, I was having a hard time saying his name ever since he played for us. Purtle, um, 
I hate that they have the silhouette option. Oh yeah, because take, like I, no I instantly know it, and, and and like I get mad that I instantly know. It. I'm like, man, I spend way too much time memorizing these man's heads. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't uh, the silhouette for me is a no go. It's like you're you're not even playing the game if you're doing silhouette. Like just because I to me it's like it's uh, like I, I've played it on the pod before. It's like guess that roster. That's mm-hmm. what I enjoy is like the NBA depth. <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, I think uh, have I gone to you yet, Maddie? For your no. game? No, no, okay. yeah, what, yeah. What, what's up, dude? What's uh, what's your game? Well, you know, Pat said that he had a game that he kind of uh, fell in with during the pandemic. For me, it was darts. Darts kept <laughs> me going. Okay. Okay, and a specific game of darts called cricket. That's the game I like to play. Now, what I'd like to do is take that game cricket and move it over to basketball. Now, I'll try to explain it real quick, but really what it is is like there's six numbers on the dartboard. You've got to hit them all three times before the other guy does. That's how you win. That's pretty much the game. So in in basketball, we'll have five or six different places set up, one being the free throw line. A bunch around the three-point line, and then the bullseye would have been a half-court shot. And you have to hit each one of those spots three times, and the person to do it all first wins. And there's points involved and stuff. We, we'll wait to get it all approved with silver first, because it's a half-court game, a half-time game. But uh, yeah, I'd like to do that, because I just uh, really like playing cricket darts. <laughs> Okay. I thought your game was going to be so I like darts. So we're going to throw darts at Royce O'Neal. <laughs> the game is just to pop the raptor when it blows up into the <laughs> I uh I truly did not do, not know where that was going. Um and I feel like even halfway through I was like I still don't know where this is going. Yeah, is this like a a dart attack type scenario? <laughs> um <laughs> You don't know what's that type scenario. Like there's multiple dart dart attacks. There's art attack, right? So you're doing art. Then there's dart attack. (laughs) Equal amounts PVA glue though. Yeah. And it's always, you always got to appreciate the garlic vampire. Cheers. Good, sir. (laughs) Um, Okay. My game, um, is oh I'm sorry I'm I'm just blanking out because I'm thinking about Matt's game. (laughs) Um, Oh okay so yeah check this out it's it's a little bit in in Alan's world of like like pre existing like video games. So my game is like I want to find a way to like sort of pretend settle the score about like well if uh, Shaq played in the seventies doodly doodly d and if Steph played in the fifties doodly doodly dumb. You have like, to stop talking like, to leprechauns. <laughs> yeah, really, you have to stop talking to all those leprechauns. I really do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like the leprechaun in the hood, sick movie. Not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, no, but like I, I, I want to make some sort of algorithm that's kind of like this is what it would be like if LeBron was playing against Jordan. Like these are like you know based on the rules of the time. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Like some way to kind of like factor those things in, because one thing I feel like is just always lost in those conversations is if you know it's kind of like if if MJ played now, no one factors in the fact that like he'd be shooting threes and like 
people would know it's MJ and they would like triple team him in ways that he was never, ever triple teamed. Or for instance, like if Steph was playing in the nineties, like someone would try to break his wrist. Um, <laughs> and I think like, like stuff like that would happen. So I, I'd like some way for that to kind of like play out. And um, yeah, it'd be like basically like a simulator sort of thing. Oh, <laughs> was, was that um, that show on Spike TV, Ultimate Warrior or something yes. like that? We yeah. got to do that for basketball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is exact ultimate. Yes. Ultimate like time Lord basketballer. Yo, or something I, like I want to see the bad boy Pistons versus the Yakuza. I want to see that matchup. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're I think like it taking, will be close. You're taking out a basketball. It's like George Mirasan versus Lennox Lewis. Um, George Mirasan goes down from a gut punch. Um, sorry, George Mirasan. <laughs> he's got to get um, one. He's got to get yes, one. That's yeah? right. Okay. Let's, uh, yeah, let's keep his baby rolling. Um, Next question. Let's start with you, Pat. And um, I don't know if these are equal necessarily, but uh, just give me an order of like your excitement of these kind of like emerging narratives. Uh, you know, they're at different stages, obviously. One is um, Jaw just taking over the league with highlights and also like, you know, just a wildly explosive campaign. Um, Denver. Uh, on the verge of getting back uh, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. I don't know like how on the verge, but it seems like they're working out. Um, Harden and Embiid clicking again, very early. Looks good. Uh, and then, you know, this one's sort of like has been happening all year, but uh, they have the second best record in the league. So I think it's fair to say that, you know, G State is back. You know, there's about like 20 some odd games. So uh, you, you give me like a one to four, like this is the most exciting. This is the least exciting. Uh, I think jazz, the most exciting for sure. Uh, it's very exciting to watch someone's my player from 2k in real life. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it, like it looks like when your dude's like 99 overall and you gave him all the layup packages and all the dunk packages. And it's just like, it's unfair. Um, it's so exciting. I get so nervous though. I get so nervous because it's like the similarities with Rose are there and with, you know, Wes. And it's it's like, man, with one injury, like it could all come crashing down. And it's just so exciting. And like, I really wish it was possible if they win the NBA championship. It it won't (laughs) because they're the Grizzlies. They're who they are. But imagine if that is. And then this and then this memory of jaw is just in our heads forever. Like. God, it's so exciting. Uh, and then I say number two, I say Denver, because uh, they need, because that Denver team is so good with those two pieces playing at a serviceable level. Mm-hmm. Um, and they need them. Like that team is kind of running on tape and staples at this point. Uh, they're playing well, but God, those two players just complement Jokic so well. Uh, I'm a big Jokic fan. I think he's a very, very once-in-a-lifetime player. And mm-hmm. to see his prime sort of being wasted without his two, these two players that just complement him so well is kind of, uh, is very heartbreaking. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to come together like that, but I'm hoping next season they do, uh, they do figure it out because, God, for that short period of time last season, 
when they were rolling with Aaron Gordon, that was a phenomenal team to watch. Um, yeah, and then the totally. next two, like with Embiid uh, and Harden working, uh, and also with Golden State, I kind of look at those being like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, like fair. Harden's very good at basketball. Embiid's mm-hmm. very good at basketball. They both just want to win. They both have very separate roles. Uh, and it just seems to make sense. Like, even last year with the Nets, Harden just kind of was like, all right, I'm the point guard now. This is sick. And mm-hmm. I think the reason why it didn't work out was because he's like, wait a minute, so one of my players won't play half the games and the other's injured? I want to hoop good basketball. Let me just go play with a, uh, with a good basketball player. That, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it, like, and that makes sense. And then with Golden State, it's like, I know they had a bad season, but like last year, Steph was like top scorer in the league. Yeah. And Kerr's like, Kerr's a good coach. Like there's, and like, if you look at that roster from top to bottom, it's like, this is a really good team. Um, I think that like, because they went from the top to the bottom. And I think that made people go like, Oh, what happened to Golden State? Blah, blah, blah. But they're just like a good team. They're built to win and they're mm-hmm. winning. Um, yeah, well said, like so, so many good points. Uh, I I think the one thing uh, I'll just touch on, um, and I I, I actually agree with you. I am holding my breath for, uh, jaw, like all all the time. I find, I find myself holding my breath for Embiid too. Um, but with, with jaw, the, the one thing I feel like, you know, I'm seeing the, like the, the Rose comparison, I get it. The wall comparison, I get it. The one person I'm kind of, you know, I think is an interesting comparison is Westbrook. And Westbrook's someone who, you know, he he had major injuries and he still won the MVP. He still had one of the best dunks uh, of the year this year. So I think he never re- refined his game, but he's kind of maintained a lot of his explosiveness, in my opinion. Like for as far as like you think about a guy like Rose or Wall or someone who's like everything's predicated on their like, you know, just like otherworldly athleticism. Um, I'd even throw in a guy like this is a, a painful moment moment for Raptors fans, and obviously he's not like a star. But uh, TJ Ford was always a guy for me, where everything was predicated on his super speed, mm-hmm. and when he got that awful injury, it just enough of that went away or something, and it kind of just really mm-hmm. took away from his overall game. Uh, so in that sense, I'm kind of optimistic about Jaws longevity. However, yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, it's definitely a thing. Like I saw uh, Alan on Twitter actually just talking a little bit about like part of it is, is uh, I don't want to steal your words from you, Alan, but like, you know, is, is, is learning those skills. It, it, I mean, yeah, here, I'll just say this is just me. Learning those skills when you don't need to have them, I think is like a really takes so much foresight like i even think about a guy like dwight howard he didn't really prepare for a life where he can't just crown people and then like once it got to that point it was sort of uh, like where he couldn't do that anymore it was kind of like oh man this is like what's your plan you know yeah um okay i went on uh forever there but uh so many good points uh patrick um yeah alan what's your order for this yeah um yeah i think jaw taking over is is uh, it's great. I think we're seeing in real time a player just like actualizing, like self-actualizing, like become the person who he knows he is inside. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very rare that we get to see it this early in, in the season or in his career, I would say. Like usually you see the explosiveness and all the great highlights, but they're actually winning like, you know, big games and 
in, in a very good way. And yeah, to that, to that point, Freddie, yeah. When, like a player like John, like not to like kind of put pressure on like this kind of guy and like of, of an injury that's going to happen, but like, yeah, you have to kind of relearn how to play basketball mm-hmm. in so many different ways and how to be a, uh, a force that can uh, contribute without just blowing by somebody with that quick first step. You have to figure out different ways. And, it doesn't happen a lot with athletic point guards. Like they don't figure it out. Like it's mostly like shooting guards and small forwards. Like uh, I was also saying a, a, another thing about like LeBron James and like Michael Jordan. There's a point in their careers where they're like, wait a minute, I like being faster, but I also want to be stronger. And then they go into that low post and they can just kind of body people and kind of figure yes. things out. I don't know if that's the trajectory for John Morant. Like he needs to kind of learn from other players who have who've made it this long, you know, like CP3 or, uh, Jason Kidd, they have to extend that three-point shot, mm-hmm. get that mid-range bunny, and then just stay on stay on path with his his um his, his playmaking ability because uh, Russell Westbrook kind of refused to kind of change his game. He's kind of always predicated on the fact that he's faster and stronger than the person in front of him. Yeah. And guess what? When you're the same speed sometimes and a player is smarter, know how to like get the position, it doesn't always work out for you. So uh, it's, it's uh, you know, Russell Westbrook is he's a great player, but he's also kind of a a uh, case study of like what not to do when you kind of you know yeah. when the game ages you got to age with it kind of aging superstar yeah hard it's, to coach. it's it's hard it's hard because once again you've been the best player on your team for your entire life and no one's ever told you to change and now yeah. it's like now you're not the best player and i have to figure out how to you know still kind of give back to your team without kind of sucking out minutes and not you know producing yeah um but yeah and i'm that whole team's great i'm, I'm so happy for them the jaron jackson uh, Steven Adams. Oh my God. What a sneaky, good pickup. You're just getting a guy that just knows how to just grab the boards and just like set the picks and, you know, get his when he needs to, but just a very simple kind of uh, center that you kind of need out there. And this really anchors him defensively and Brandon Clark's doing great too. And even Zaire Williams, it's just a fantastic squad to look at. Yep. Um, Dylan Brooks. Dylan. I mean, Brooks. Yeah. But when he comes back from injury, yeah. that's the thing that that's, ooh, they're going to be clicking. Plus, they got rid of Grayson Allen. It's a feel good, <laughs> yeah. feel good scenario. And they got Conchar in there. They're shooting threes, man. He's good too. Um, number two, I'm 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 going to differ from from Pat. And I'm going to go to Embiid and Harden. I'm going to say that's the the hot ticket item right now. Um, I I was I've been adamant. I don't know why on the um, on blow the heart with like those other guys were saying like, oh man, it's, it's not as good. I'm like, you have two top ten players in the NBA. It will figure itself out in some way, shape, or form. Like, and we saw it in that game against the Knicks. You you gotta foul these guys. You can't you can't stop them from scoring. If you're gonna stop them from scoring, you're gonna have to foul them. And these guys are knockdown foul shooters. So late in games, you're gonna get your star players in foul trouble. They're gonna get the buckets that they want to get to. And they did it all while keeping Maxi. I know a lot of people are gonna be like, oh man, they lost uh, Seth Curry. But I I admit losing Seth Curry is huge. But you also mm-hmm. got James Harden. So now you have another three point shooter who can get it off the dribble and not necessarily off of picks and and stuff like that. So. That team is a very interesting team to, to, to watch. And now that they got uh, DeAndre Jordan, guess, who, guess who's going to love that? Uh, James Harden off the pick and roll at the top. He's going to give alley-oops to him, and it's just going to be up and down for him. So that's great for him. And uh, Denver, yeah, it's Jamal and uh, MP, MPJ coming back. That's I think that's, that's huge. I think it's huge. Uh, uh, I truly believe that Nikola Jokic is the most disrespected MVP of, like, I don't know, at least the, around the modern era where he's not West getting West unselled. <laughs> I'm a big West Armstrong fan. Let me tell you. Let me tell you this outlet and pass. That's modern still. <laughs> it's zooms in color, I think. <laughs> but it's 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 wild. They don't want to give him the the keys to this kingdom. They don't want to give him the reins. They don't want to give him the 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 praise that we're gonna have to give him 20 years from now. Like 
he's been doing so well with such with so little, and he's got that team working so great. You have Monte Moore shooting the sh- shooting lights out out there. Um, what's his name? Uh, Will Barton doing great. And now that you get your point guard back after about like what a season and a bit, that's huge. So any kind of help that can come back there and some reinforcements, that'll be good. And watch so watch out for Denver in that playoffs because they could they could probably take you to seven or you know even beat you. Mm-hmm. And uh, G State back, yo. I'm just I'm sorry, man. I don't like Golden State fans. They're kind of annoying me right now. They had like a two game losing streak or whatever, some bullshit. And they are just crying. They're like, oh, man, yeah, fire Steve Kerr, man. Steve Kerr's trash, man. Just name me a coach who wouldn't win with his roster. I'm like, bro, you guys Many, don't yeah. know how good you got it. They have no idea how good they got it. How many finals MV, or finals uh, appearances, three chips in a small span? These guys revolutionized the way they played basketball. Just the, It's just selfless. looks like soccer out there. There's boom, 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 triangles everywhere. It's just so beautiful to watch. And they're gonna trash on Steve Kerr for late game rotations. It's like they're mad that they 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 have Steph Curry in like that one game where they lost to uh, the uh, the Denver Nuggets. And they're like, why is Steph Curry still on the court? I'm like, I I think it's a worse look to take Steph Curry off of the court in the last minute of the game. I think that's um, if something bad were to happen, they go, well, why is Steph Curry out there? Like, they, I think that's gonna be the yeah. conversation that's gonna be with reporters. So. I don't know. Golden State, I'm, they're, they're an amazing team. Uh, they had two bad years. Boo-hoo. <laughs> and now they're back. And these fans need to understand how, you know, how great they got it. They got to be appreciative of, you know, the the moment because it, it could be gone. It could be gone. And then, you know, you're back to, you know, Jay Rich and Baron Davis or Baron <laughs> Davis and going, you know, second round. So it, it can, as fast as it can come and fast as it can go. So they need to appreciate that. Alan, great points all around. Um, just before I comment on those points, before I I, I forget, uh, the the uh, the guy I was trying to um, I was saying uh, uh, that rhymed with Thorn is oh, David yeah. Thorpe. So doesn't oh. really rhyme with Thorn. <laughs> if you're Eminem, that can rhyme. Yeah, yeah, hamburger the slam burger. Um, <laughs> weird, weird Eminem thing, but <laughs> Yo, man, this Eminem. <laughs> one of the first times I ever saw Eminem in in like a video, he was like hamburger, wamburger, slap you with the slam burger, and everyone was like, oh, and I'm like, I don't know if that's <laughs> oh material, yeah. um, but it was kind of funny. But uh, anyways, uh, and the other guy is uh, oh dear, I was just looking at it. Um, Kessler Edwards got dunked by uh, dunked on by Utah. Uh, so I, I, I'm like almost fully in agreement with you guys. I have golden state fourth. I, I've Denver third as well. Um, totally agree on all the Jokic stuff. It's, it's, it's downright strange. I think we're, we're kind of going through, I think in this era, there's like a vacuum. I've said it a million times with, with LeBron and golden state kind of weakening. There's this idea that like, you know, the Durant has to be the best player or like, it's like you're trying to hold on to something that didn't that like, that was the case maybe two years ago. But I mean, I think it's, it's Giannis, Jokic and Embiid. And I'm not even sure who number four or five is, but like, I think it's that that's kind of like where the power rests in the NBA. It just um, seems cool that there's like 10 best players. Hmm. You know yeah. What I mean, it's, it's, it's like, a, it's a parody. It's a time of parody uh, in, in the league. It's awesome. Um, and I think also like 
the fact that those are three international players mm-hmm. sort of doesn't fit with the usual like media narrative. Like I think people want there to be like this American, like the best player to be American. And it's, it's like, they're it's, trying the to make this, it's like, it's so weird that the media is saying this one thing. And then the NBA and Adam Silver is like, we're trying to expand the game across the globe. It's like, well then how about you use those ambassadors like Luka Doncic and these people yep. and put them up there. And then let's see what that, like, let's see what that, you know, that does. I, I truly believe you could make commercials with Giannis and Giannis is yeah. a delightful human being. I think you would love it. And Embiid is just like, so funny so it's like why wouldn't you want to push these guys to the forefront of your league and kind of prop them up to become the next superstars also like luka and Jokic are so funny Mm -hmm. like all of those dudes are so funny and durant sucks nothing he gives you nothing every single time he's like he's like uh joaquin phoenix like he's the one of uh, like of, of like the, the NBA and LeBron James. We've seen the second Space Jam movie. We all did. We we went to the theaters opening day. All all four of us. <laughs> yeah, I I, I totally Put Luca and Jokic in a UCB class and then get them out there. <laughs> yeah, get, get, yeah. Let's get those boys in some heralds, shall we? Um, no, I mean I I, I totally agree. Like I, I was just saying on Twitter before this pod started. I think the NBA is still kind of trapped in this, like who's the next MJ style marketing and it needs to embrace it. It's a global sport and go the way of soccer. Like don't market around the fact that there's 10 superstars and that's all that matters. Like we're, we're done. The Phoenix suns and the bucks are two like very well-rounded teams. They were in the finals. The two super teams this year are the nets and the Lakers. And they're hopefully going to be in the play-in. So I think like <laughs> we need to we need to like roll. We need to adapt with what's happening, like or the NBA does. And just to finish my order, um, I I'm going to put actually the Sixers number one, mm-hmm. only because I, I I like these moments in the NBA where it seems like everyone's ready to win, and I feel like that's the case with Philly. Um, you know, Doc has been kind of like slammed forever and beat has been slammed forever and, and Harden have been, uh, has been slammed forever. They're so probably the most slammed. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're, they're like really their legacy is so, I mean, Embiid's going to go on for a long time, but like for, there's just a legacy part of this. This is like mm-hmm. really has a lot of weight and like, yeah, jaw is my number two, but like you guys have him number one. So it's like, I think that that's fair, but um yeah, I think I think that's it for the pod, guys. I think I think we made it. Um, thank you both so much for doing it. This is a good episode. And uh, oh, wait, Maddie D. Oh my God, Maddie D. Do you want to pop in here and tell people? <clears throat> yeah, I've got my my favorite yeah. moment of the season. Good choice. Um, I really enjoyed D- Gary Trent Jr.'s five game, thirty plus point streak that he had. Oh. Not just what awesome. he was doing in the game and how how fun it was to watch. And you know, you got LeBron starting to say we need to get him and all this stuff. I love it when LeBron wants to get one of our players, but also the the press conferences after his style, his demeanor, everything was fantastic about it. It was so funny and enjoyable. And uh, I feel like it, it was like that moment in the season where we like exhaled that mm-hmm. Tampa season again. Finally, that's what I think. Well, Matt, well said. And let me just add on to your point. A fun addition to that was uh, every time they would show Gary Trent Sr., he was just like fully styling out. And for whatever reason, Alvin Williams is just like won't let the guy 
eat in peace. Like every time, every time he's eating something, Alvin Williams like, look at that guy eating again. And it's like, Alvin, like take it easy on this guy. Like, going on. He's, he's done, man. He's done playing. And he's watching his son. He's eating some peanuts. Like, dude. Um, but, you know, they're teammates. So it's all good. But uh, yeah, guys, that, that's the pod. Maddie, thanks for coming in. Uh, and, and dropping your fave moment uh, that I sprung on you. But uh, Pat, let's go to you first. I, I saw you posting uh, the other day just, you know, about the, the shows you got going on in March. So, yeah, let people know where they can find you and, you know, where you want them to see you. Uh, this podcast comes out in five seconds from now, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's immediate. <laughs> cool. Okay, so I'm doing one tonight, but don't worry about it because that's in the past. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I got a bunch of social capital theater shows this uh, this uh, this month. So if you want to see some improv in the East End, come on down this Saturday the fifth. Past and never future guest hashtag ban Matt McCready from the podcast. Uh, I'm doing uh, I'm doing his show Beer Beer at 8 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, Great show. And then uh, and then on Friday the 18th. I'm doing a show called Friday Night Confessionals where me and extremely talented musician Rachel Raditz will be improvising songs with a looper. It's a lot of fun. You might cool. see me rap, but I don't like rapping. It's that's just talking. I want to sing. Thursday <laughs> and then uh, and then Thursday the 24th catch me in my uh, fantastic improv troupe the Harrison Ford Focus on a show about <laughs> your ex at the Capitol Theater. Sick, dude. Um you you're back at it. Uh, everyone go see Patrick He's hilarious and also really nice and like welcoming and shit. So it's like you get a, you get a you get a triple triple bonus. Triple. Um, uh, also, if anyone has any good basketball book recommendations, I'm going on a flight next month, and uh, yeah, yeah, uh, just shoot me a DM with a basketball book at at Pat Ronan 2022. I think uh, it was like a basketball and other things. Shea Serrano's book. Yeah, I have that one. Yeah, I like that. Sick. I have the uh, making of Eddie if you want to borrow it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not coming in here with Eddie. Eddie references. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never stop, eh? Honestly, have you seen Eddie, Matt? I want to know. Like, if, if, if you told me you hadn't seen Eddie, I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't. I haven't. Oh, you haven't. I knew it. Like, oh god. Um, it was a Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> Old Whoopi Goldberg. Nick. Yeah. Nick's, Nick's like, super fan becomes coach. Come on. What a yeah, great story. Matt read the synopsis and he just riffs on that for years. Yo, I'll watch um, it before I watch Space Jam. I bet you will. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, Alan, what's up? Um, you know, CBC Baking Show, but like, like, tell everyone everything. Shoeless Lewis. Yeah, um, yeah. Follow me on socials: the Alan Shane Twitter, Alan Shane Instagram, Shoeless Lewis on Twitch and Twitter. I've uh, been uh, been playing the Vice City game, but we're gonna be playing the other Grand Theft Autos. Uh, you can stream Great Candy Baking Show on CBC Jam and Netflix for season four. Uh, roast battles on Crave, and then um, some, some, some. Actually, I don't know if I can say it, but it's probably going to be out by this time to come out. But uh, just stay, stay close to CBC Gem for some cool, fun spinoff shows and whatnot. And, uh, oh, yeah, shit. Hello, stuff. Hello, we got the dunk offs getting uh, the Sunny Weaves dunk offs <laughs> and it's all special, baby. Demarta uh, Rosa got a bake, baby. Let's see it. Hi, I'm your host, Sunny Weems. <laughs> so I'm Sunny Weems. I'm in Russia and I'm baking you a cake. Um, <laughs> Sunny Weems, money dreams. Okay, that's uh, 
that's it. We that's the pod. Thank you so much, everyone that's been listening, and really, really fun episode. And uh, yeah, make sure to check these dudes out. Thank you, Maddie. And uh, yeah, if you feel like we're done, please give me those words I crave so much. Okay. Okay.